1: Work your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Peacock and William. Williamson. Get your picks, previews, and much more weekdays with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast with NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson, part of the lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And not only are we the number one Packers podcast on the internet, right now, Lockdown Packers is a top 15 football show in America and the number one team-specific podcast. Podcast in the U.S. for football. Not the 49ers. Not the Chiefs. Not quote-unquote America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. No, no. It is locked on Packers, and it is the Green Bay Packers, which is you. That's what you guys do. That is what Packer Nation does. That is what Cheesehead Nation is all about. Strong, in force. And Aaron Rodgers probably has a little something to do with it as well. Today on the show, it is the continuing saga of training camp, of course, family night. We'll get to see our first look. Fans who are not able to get to training camp, will get to see this team on TV. If you're in a local market, uh, do I know why they don't stream it everywhere every year? No, uh, but that's not not what we're doing. Um, I wish more teams would do that and These these practices are open to the public, so I don't know why they don't stream at least parts of them. It it just seems like a weird thing. But fans would watch them. You could sell ads. You could make more money. Just saying. I don't want to get to that first. I want to start somewhere else. It is a season of honesty in Green Bay. A season of honesty because... Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have reached that point where they have run out of Fs to give. Aaron Rodgers knows this is either his last or second to last season in Green Bay. The Packers know that. And so there's no use in not being forthright about what's going on. And so It started really with Aaron Rodgers going out there and saying everything that he said, walking through point by point to the best of his ability. I mean, it's still, we still can't be like, okay, well, this is the gospel of what happened over the course of the last few months. It's Aaron Rodgers' version of those events, but he could have declined to answer He could have said, I'm going to keep those conversations in house. Well, no, he doesn't have to because he's not protecting the Packers anymore. He's not protecting his relationship with the Packers anymore because there is a finite time on it. It's like when you get to the end of college and you're dating someone and you're just sort of like, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. Because when we graduate, you're not moving to, you know, wherever with me. We're done. And so let's just be honest. And if it works, great. And and if it doesn't, then we'll just go our separate ways and that'll be that. But it means we don't get the we don't get the nonsense. We don't get the banal answers, the well, uh, the equivocations and the the dissembling and the nonsense. We don't, we don't get that. So you have Aaron Rodgers laying out all of the the grievances, the airing of grievances, so to speak. And I saw a lot of Seinfeld gifts, <laughs> And that was great. Honest. You know, or at least as honest as he can be. Was it, was it like 110% honesty? You know, did he lay out all of the things? Mm, no. But what he did lay out, at least from his perspective, that's his truth. That's that's what happened. And then you have Brian Gudekinst saying, you know, we we welcome the input. You hope that's honest. Uh we only made this trade because of Aaron Rodgers. That's honest. And and I don't want to I don't want to fall down the rabbit hole of that, but this became a thing because, you know, Randall Cobb was asked about it in what I thought was um uh, an inappropriate way. Um and I don't think Brian Utican said that to say we don't want Randall Cobb here, we're mad that he's here or anything like that. It was just, yeah, we probably do not take the steps necessary to bring in Randall Cobb if Aaron Rodgers does not ask for him. Doesn't. That's not to say we're mad he's here. We're very happy he's here and he's going to help our football team, but we probably wouldn't have done it if Aaron hadn't asked for it. Okay, enough. Devontae Adams, in an interview, will you take a hometown discount? No, no, I'm not taking a hometown discount. I've earned a top of market deal. Guess what, Devontae? Absolutely Right absolutely right, you have earned the right to be paid like the highest paid receiver in the league. 100% you have earned that right. He could have said, I'm just going to let my play do the talking and we'll let the contract thing work itself out. He could have declined. He could have said that. But he understands this could be his last season in Green Bay. And if they're not willing to make him that offer, he's going to bounce. And he has every right to do that. And Brian Gutekinst was then asked about Devontae Adams saying, he's not going to take a hometown discount. He wants to be paid like the highest receiver in the game. Will you do that, Brian Gutekinst? And Guti said, yeah, we want to. But we disagree on what that means. And we've talked about this on the show. The DeAndre Hopkins contract, which is fake, is at a number... That is just out of whack with the rest of football. It's just not how this works. And so, okay, you don't, you don't have to acknowledge that. But guess what? Devontae Adams does. And so Brian Gutekinst, in in you know a, a moment of naked truth, saying what you don't normally hear a GM say. Yes, we want to pay him commensurate to his value as the best receiver in the league, which is what he is. We just don't agree on what that number is. essentially saying he thinks it's DeAndre Hopkins, we think it's you know, Julio Jones Amari Cooper. it is the, the rest of the the guys who got those numbers on extensions um, in in new money, not who shoehorned it into old contract money to backfill. and now it's this this zombie number. And you have Randall Cobb who is new to the team. And understands this is probably a one-year situation. And he gets the question, a question that, again, I did not think was appropriate or at least appropriately phrased. It's certainly an appropriate question to, to ask a receiver or a player. Hey, your quarterback advocated for you and the GM admitted they probably wouldn't have done the deal had the quarterback not advocated for it. How does that make you feel? As opposed to the GM doesn't want you here. What do you think about that? It's not what Brian Goodigan said. And just on a person-to-person level, I just don't think that's an appropriate way to phrase something, especially when that's not what Guttekin said. And it is a loaded way of asking a thing. And it was done to score some political points with QB1. And, you know, I guess I get it, but mm, no. But Randall Cobb gave an honest answer. Yeah, it felt like how I felt when I signed with the Cowboys. It sucked. He didn't say that. But He signed on a one-year, a $5 million deal for the Cowboys when that was probably a deal the Packers could have given him. And they didn't. And he had to settle for the short-term money in Dallas. And he probably thought, hey, I'm, I'm worth this. Why didn't Green Bay do this deal for me? Asked and answered in an honest way. The honesty is... Uh, You know, they say sunlight is the best sanitation. You want things cleaned up, you have to acknowledge that they exist. Bring them to light. In a last dance situation, people are going to be honest. I mean, you go back to the the Bulls last dance, there was real tension and and people knew about it because people were like, people like Scottie Pippen, demanding a trade. I want to get paid. Pay me. And if you're not going to pay me, I want out. I want out. I mean, that could happen. Now, I doubt it, but that could happen. People are being honest cuz they understand that this has a shelf life. And now that the the contracts are done with Aaron Rodgers, he knows what the deal is. This is probably a one-year, max two-year situation given the the dead money on his contract in in 2022 and and what his cap number is if he's on the team. This is extension or trade. That's it. He's not playing in 2022 if it's not on a new deal. And I remember I said that that I didn't think he was playing in 2021 if it wasn't on an extension. That is, I mean, I'm going to be right about this in 2022. He is either playing in Green Bay on a different contract than the one he currently has, whether it's a restructure, an extension, whatever you want to call it, or he's getting traded. That's it. Those are the only two options. And so... There's no incentive to hide behind artifice anymore. No cliche football answers. And I expect, you know, if we get Tuesdays with Aaron on on the Pat McAfee show every week, that's going to be must-see TV because he's not going to hold back. He's not going to hold back. If there are issues, he's going to bring them to light. And he's going to advocate for things. And he's going to, he's going to ask for trades. And he's going to say, hey, I think we need to do this. And it might be dramatic, but it also, hey, guess what? It might be the right thing to do. And the old way of doing this might not be the best way to do it. Now, do I hope that he doesn't throw other guys under the bus in the process? Yes. You know, when you're complaining about Jake Kumoro and he's the second best guy, you say he's the second best receiver in camp. How, is, how are MVS and Al Lazard supposed to feel about that? Guys that, that you went to war with, guys that produced at a high level for you in the regular season who made the team and you're saying a guy who has been cut three times including when the Packers cut him at the end of last year from then until now he's been cut three times by the Bills the Saints and the Packers three very smart organizations that guy played better than me for a month hell no hell no Now, if you want to make the argument that they could have just kept Jake Kumara that's fine. That's not the point. What I'm saying is, I hope that that in this season of honesty, that we are still able to do it in a way where you do not create additional drama. And you know, we don't know that 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 Marquez or Alan Lazard took offense to what Roger said. I I assume they didn't, but it still stands to the to to reason. You'd want to avoid stuff like that. So honesty for honesty's sake, not necessarily a good thing, but honesty for the sake of letting people know how you feel and for, for change to be made, because this is, this is how we got here. This is how we got here. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and this is a two-way street. They were not honest enough with one another. Aaron did not consistently go to the front office and voice an opinion. And I want this. I want you to keep this player. I want you to sign this player. I think we need this. And we found out. He went to the Packers in February and said, I think we need a slot receiver. And I think we should trade for Randall Cobb. That he said he'd never done before in that way. He'd never had discussions with the front office on free agents to sign. If he wanted that power, he needed to have articulated it. He wanted the Packers to come to him. But that's not honest. Okay, that's not honest. And if you're the Packers and you make moves that affect the quarterback, who you have had in your locker room, at least, at least the front office has seen him for 16 years. You're Mark Murphy. You've been around Aaron Rodgers for a decade plus. You know how he is. You know what he wants. And instead of saying, we'll give that to you because we know it's what you want, you stood on, it's not the Packers way. You knew you wanted to take a quarterback. I don't, 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 don't. The Packers wanted to take a quarterback. Brian Gutekunst wanted his guy. Matt LaFleur wanted his guy. And Jordan Love was their guy. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise. They were doing work on the guy in the fall. Matt LaFleur, no doubt, had watched the 2018 tape at Utah State when Jordan Love was awesome. And thought, man, that guy kicks ass. If I get a chance to draft that guy, I want that guy. And they were doing work on him before they barely got to see Aaron Rodgers play in this offense. Matt LaFleur didn't have takes on Aaron Rodgers being a declining player. He just fell in love with Jordan Love and the skill set and the ability. And they did not communicate to Aaron Rodgers, hey, just so you know, we might take a guy. We have someone that we like in this class. It is not an immediate threat to you. Just, if you keep doing what you're doing, this guy is going to sit the sit on the bench you're our quarterback for as long as you're playing well. So just keep keep working hard. Keep being Aaron Rodgers and this is not a big deal. That's all. But they didn't do that. In the season of honesty, we have to understand it can't just be the season of honesty. This has to be the modus operandi moving forward. You have to be Honest with your superstar players. Now, not always in the media, but it's certainly on a one-to-one. And the fact that it's it's happening in the media means behind closed doors, presumably, it's happening in public. I mean, you can't be sure it's happening in private, but it's pretty hard to say a thing in public. You know, the Packers say, hey, yeah, we want to pay Devante top of market money, but we disagree on what that means. Okay, well, that's going to come up the next time you negotiate, right? I mean, you said this. You said this. So if you're negotiating in good faith, we we have to use this. The honesty has to continue. And that's the part of this. When Aaron Rodgers says, I'm setting the standard for how this team treats superstar players moving forward, that's real and that's important. And so the Packers need to make sure that a season of honesty becomes an organization of honesty. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you've heard me talk about it so many times before. It's the flavors and not just how good each flavor is because they all are truly delicious. It is the diversity of flavors. You could get coconut, you could get raspberry, or you could go Heavy on the decadent, salted caramel, cookies and cream, German chocolate, or just just simple. You want strawberry all covered in 100% chocolate and still high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar, low in net carbs. Order today. And get whichever one you feel like getting. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo
0: code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. David Harrison here the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich. Thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings Good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit Dave'sKillerBread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. On the
1: football side of the season of honesty in Green Bay, Wisconsin, the offensive line is never going to get the kind of love that it deserves. So I want to spend a segment talking about it because the Packers have so many options. And so far, the number one option to replace David Bakhtiari is Elton Jenkins. We suspected that would be the case. And if you go back to last offseason, I thought the prudent course of action was for Elton Jenkins to slide out to left tackle and for Billy Turner to play guard and you have Rick Wagner or to play Uh, Billy Turner at at tackle and have John Runyon Jr. play guard. I just felt like that would have been a better lineup. You have your better tackles on their better sides and and you do it that way. Elton Jenkins may very well be the long-term solution at right tackle for the Green Bay Packers. After that, not a lot of continuity. Billy Turner has played tackle He has played some guard. With the arrival of Dennis Kelly, he could be a credible right tackle. Could be a very good right tackle. And it could be the case that Billy Turner ends up slotting in at right guard. What we know pretty solidly right now is Josh Myers is the day one starting center. And that is unusual. And not just that, he has looked really good doing it. Making the calls, getting the checks at the line of scrimmage, getting everyone organized, and then doing his job. He's huge. And this was a pick, remember, that I didn't love. I didn't love the value, the positional value of a center in the second round, a lot of other guys on the board that I thought could have helped them. I understand it's a position of need, but it's still an interior offensive lineman. By contradistinction, you look in in Kansas City, Creed Humphrey has not gotten off to a strong start in Kansas City. And he was the guy that went right after Josh Myers and a little birdie told me that the Chiefs really liked Myers, and he has just not played as well. He has he has had some issues in camp. Meanwhile, Josh Myers just sort of like no one is even mentioning that he's out there because all he's doing is his job. And once upon a time, we heard the same things about Corey Lindsley. He just he's out there day one, and he's going to do just fine. That's Myers. The question is, what do you do around him? Because with the arrival of Dennis Kelly, what you could do is say, look, our best five, if you're the coaching staff, includes Turner and Kelly on the field. So you could put Kelly at tackle, Turner at guard, and then you've got Myers at center. And when David Bakhtiari is back, now you've got Elton Jenkins at left guard. That is a pretty damn good group. Or if you think the best right tackle on the team is Billy Turner and that the gap between what Billy Turner would be as a guard and Dennis Kelly would be as a tackle is worth it to just play Billy Turner at tackle. And then you have Lucas Patrick at guard. If you think that is a better five, then they're going to do that. This is a thing. That we have not given enough credit to Adam Stanovich and Matt LaFleur for being able to accomplish and and for prioritizing and saying, look, we're going to make these investments every year in the offensive line. Something that never gets talked about from the outside. The national media never talk about. The consistent investment in the offensive line over the course of Aaron Rodgers' career and consistently getting it right, by the way, from TJ Lang to Josh Sitton to Corey Lindsley to David Bakhtiari to Brian Bulaga. And now you've got Elton Jenkins. Josh Myers looks like a real player. The free agent signing of Billy Turner. I mean, it is player after player after player, real capital invested, and it has paid dividends. And you can't just say it's Aaron Rodgers. It's not. Pass block win rate, run block win rate. They bear this out. This Packers offensive line is very, very good. So, it, But part of that is because they prioritize investment. And Matt LaFleur says, we're going to play our best five. Even if that means shuffling. We want guys who can play multiple positions. We're going to cross train in training camp. We're going to give John Runyon Jr. snaps at center. And see what he can do. We're going to give... Dennis Kelly, some snaps at guard and see what he can do. We're going to make sure Billy Turner can play guard or tackle. We're going to let JRJ play left and right side. They have so many options, and that is why in a playoff game, they can go in without their all-star, all-world left tackle and win against a very good defense for the LA Rams. Now, you know, David Bakhtiari not being there was ultimately a major contributor in why they lost to the Buccaneers, But some of their star players didn't play great either. Alton Jenkins, Corey Lindsley, etc. They have so many options now. So many options. And they're going to ultimately land on a good five. And they're probably going to have two or three quality backups who, if they have to play, and, and inevitably they will have to play because that's just the way this works along the offensive line, the Packers can feel really good about those guys playing. And, and that is a unique situation. It, it kind of boggles my mind that Dennis Kelly ended up coming to Green Bay with no assurances he would start. And certainly once David Bakhtiari is healthy, I mean, presumably Billy Turner is going to play right tackle. Now, they could, like I said, play him at right guard, Dennis Kelly at right tackle. And and that's a really good group. that You don't have to play Lucas Patrick. He can be your backup center. He can be your backup guard. You have Elton Jenkins, who who can be your backup swing tackle. So, you don't really have to worry about it there. You don't have to worry that like, oh, this is going to throw off the whole rotation. No. Elton Jenkins can play tackle. Billy Turner can play tackle. Dennis Kelly can play tackle. David Bakhtiari can play tackle. They have four above average or at the very least starting caliber Offensive tackles. I think Jenkins and, and Bakhtiari definitely are above average. And and I frankly, I would say Billy Turner and Dennis Kelly are both above average uh, at, at certainly right tackle. I don't know that you want either of them playing left tackle, but right tackle. There are, you know, 10 or 15 teams tomorrow who would rather have either of those two guys starting than the guys that they currently have. That's really good. That's really important depth when everyone is trying to put together just a competent offensive line. The Packers are light years ahead. And going into a season where depth is going to be crucial, where you have to protect the face of the franchise, and you want to make a deep playoff run, you want to make a Super Bowl run, Look at what just happened to the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't be in that position. You can't be in the Super Bowl going, we don't have competent players to put on the field at two of the most important positions on the field. Can't do it. Two, not one, two. Now, that would stress most people's depth. But you could take, let's just say, Billy Turner and David Bakhtiari. Billy Turner heading into week one. David Bakhtiari is not quite ready. Billy Turner tweaks a hammy. He ends up being fine, but just week one, he can't play. Okay, you slide Elton Jenkins out. You've got Dennis Kelly. You've got John Runyon Jr. You've got Lucas Patrick. You've got five guys who have started NFL games and guys who are more than competent at their positions. That is remarkable. That is noteworthy. That is praiseworthy. That this is the group that they have, and it is a credit to Brian Gutekinds, but it is also a huge credit to Adam Stenovich, the offensive line coach, and a huge credit to Matt LaFleur because he is willing to say, no, we're just going to put the best five guys out there. The best five, if you it doesn't matter. We don't care. We don't care what your contract is. We don't care what your best position is. We just understand, okay, the best five guys, the best five man lineup. It's not even the best five guys, it's the best five man lineup that we can put on the field. That's the group that's going to be out there. And that is not something that every coach is willing to do. It's not something Mike McCarthy was consistently willing to do. And it's not just about that. They want they talked about converting Brian Bulaga to guard. And Bulaga said, nah, I'm not doing it. So not only do you have to be able to say, all right, the best five guys are going to be out there, but you have to have players willing to go down that path with your organization. And it is a credit to those players that they're willing to to cross train and to go out there and compete in that way, because not every player would be willing to do that. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info. Golf is back. Xander Schauffele wins the gold medal. We've got plenty of Olympics that you can bet on. Uh, The NBA free agent stuff you can bet on. NFL futures are out there. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as your team preps for a playoff run in major league baseball maybe. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Online. your online sportsbook experts. And betting on the Packers doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling Get Daily Picks, Wrong Team Favorite Picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day, follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. All right, we've got a couple interviews coming up this week. Excited to get that going. Zhao Yuduin is back. Lily Zhao will be back later in the week, of course. That will be back on the normal Wednesday this week, and that means plenty more to talk about the Packers. According to Tom Silverstein's back of the envelope math, uh, about $12 million under the cap right now. A lot of different things they can do with that money. You could extend Devontae Adams into some of that space. You could extend Jair Alexander into some of that space. Uh, you could make an addition. I, I am not convinced the Packers are done adding to this team. A defensive lineman seems the most likely. Go get a Casey, go get a Geno Atkins, someone like that to add a little bit of depth. But TJ Slayton, the guy has been a player in training camp so far and I think is going to be a factor for the Packers moving forward. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.